Warning, this episode includes topics of extreme violence, death, indigenous figures, and religion that some people might be uncomfortable with. Listener discretion is advised, especially for young children. Can you consider something a theory if there isn't supporting evidence? I'm not, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying I personally support the alien abduction theory. Some of the most famous horror movies in cinematic history are actually based on true stories. I, Yeshu Pasani, and me, Arvind Raghunathan, will shed light on the true stories that inspire these terrifying movies. And we'll be investigating the question on why humans are so interested in the paranormal, and whether their imaginations are able to conjure what's not even there. There's a lot to find this season. After all, there's always more to uncover behind the story. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Story. Now, you're probably listening to this episode sad because it's the finale of season two. But is it? Let's not get ahead of ourselves just yet, though. You'll find out our special news soon enough. As always, I'm Yeshu Pasani, the paranormal believer, ready to show you how the supernatural is real and living among us. And I'm Arvind Raghunathan, the skeptic of this podcast, who's here to show you how science can explain anything we deem paranormal. I'm sorry, Yeshu, but I'm too excited. I have to tell them. Our surprise is that there's more episodes. Yes, yes, it is true. However, they're not exactly like our other type of episodes. These next episodes that we will be releasing will further explore our mission of the season. But first, Arvin, can you remind us what that mission was? This season, we set out to answer two questions. Why humans are so interested in the paranormal, and can this interest lead them to create something supernatural when it's not even there? We covered a lot of really great cases this season, ranging from the true story behind the new Conjuring movie to having a guest speaker teach us about witchcraft. And like I said before, our next couple of episodes are going to be different. Behind the Story is a podcast that tells the true stories that inspire famous horror movies. But instead of movies, our next four episodes are going to be uncovering stories behind an amazingly popular horror television show. And if you haven't guessed which show it is, we'll just come out and say it. Created by Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, we are talking about the show American Horror Story. This episode specifically is going to be on their sixth season, Roanoke. That's right. We are revealing our new segment on American Horror Story seasons. Now, as Arvin just said, today's episode is on the Lost Colony of Roanoke, one of the most famous campfire stories in all of America. AHS Roanoke aired on September 14th, 2016, and starred Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, the fabulous Lady Gaga, and more. There's no other way to kickstart this new segment than with one of the first signs of people getting interested in the paranormal. I mean, come on. Roanoke was the first colony in the U.S. This is dating back hundreds of years. Make sure to stick to the end of this episode to learn when our next one will air. We hope you are as as excited about this new chapter as we are. Lastly, this season we are donating all funds we make from our episodes to the AAPI, Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, to help fight against anti-Asian hate crimes because no one deserves to live in fear based on their race. Don't forget to leave us a message on our anchor.fm website with anything you would like us to know and follow us at Behind the Story on Instagram with a period between the I and N and on Twitter with an underscore between the I and N. Without further ado, let's learn about Roanoke. Before we start, I'd like to say that we acknowledge that we are going to be talking about a sensitive topic involving Indigenous people's land and their culture. and We pay respects to those past, present, and emerging. 
As we said before, the case of Roanoke is, in my opinion, one of the earliest signs of human interest in the paranormal, and it continues to be an unsolved case with many supernatural possibilities. I'll start by telling you the history of Roanoke and how it came to be known as the Lost Colony. Then Arvind will tell you his theories, and after, you'll hear mine. A 200-mile string of barrier islands is off the coast of North Carolina and southeastern Virginia of the United States, and this land is known as the Outer Banks. It was explored in 1524 by Giovanni da Verrazzano, who mistook Pamlico Sound, a lagoon in North Carolina, for the Pacific Ocean. Like most explorers in this time, everyone was looking for a way to Asia, and Verrazzano was no exception. He thought that this could be a shortcut to China, and when he brought this information to Francis I of France and King Henry VII of England, none of them took any action on his findings. The findings of this area were explored later in the 1570s by many different English explorers and their many fleets. These different voyagers discovered the many islands in the Outer Banks, more, more specifically Roanoke Island, and the many different Native American tribes in the area. The most important and well-known colony was the one governed by Ralph Lane. His colony, however, had many issues involving a lack of supplies due to a ruined ship and the creation of tense relations between the Native Americans and the colony. One thing I find important to highlight is the fact that the tribes and the Englishmen didn't get along at all towards the end of Lane's colony stay. The English burned down towns and natives lived in. Natives attacked the places that the English would store food, and a lot of blood was spilled on both sides. The entire mission was supported by Sir Walter Raleigh, an advocate for the colonization of Roanoke Island. He was set to create plans for ships to go to the area, though he could never physically go himself since Queen Elizabeth I wanted him by his side. She was the one supporting this trip, after all. Despite all the terrible things that happened to Lane's colony, Raleigh was persuaded to make another trip to the islands. But they knew that Roanoke Island, the entire area, wouldn't be safe for Englishmen after the rivalry between the natives and them. It was decided that John White, an explorer and artist, along with other captains, would get to go to Chesapeake Bay. However, when White arrived in Roanoke in July of 1587, he was told to stay there instead. Why? I have no idea. And by who? Also no idea. White and his crew arrived at the site of the previous colony settlement and found nothing but a few human bones. John White was declared the governor of the new Roanoke settlement. However, in the first months of the colony, a Native American attack started happening. It is said that White tried to reach out to the nearby Croatoan tribe, one of the tribes that got into fights with the previous settlement, but he received no response. Also at this time, the settlers wanted White to return to England and come back with more supplies, food, and people. But who were the colonists of White's settlement? They were in total 115 people, 87 men, 17 women, and 11 children, including his own daughter, Eleanor White Dare, who gave birth to a daughter at the settlement whom she named Virginia, Virginia Dare. She is the first baby born in North America to English parents. On August 25, 1587, White left to get more supplies from England. However, he went at a terrible time. England was on the verge of war with Spain, and this restricted travel to and from England, resulting in White taking longer than expected to get back to the colony. Three years later, in August of 1590, White made his way back to Roanoke. When he arrived, he found nothing. The entire colony was gone. The only clue left behind was the word Croatoan carved onto a fence post and Crow carved onto a tree. But if Croatoan was a clue left for White to find the colonists, why couldn't the settlers have left more substantial clues to show where they went, something like a note or a map? White sailed south about 50 miles to the nearby Croatoan island, which is now known as Hatteras Island. He set out to find colonists, however, every time he tried to venture, he was forced back by terrible storms. Different English explorers made trips to Roanoke and the Outer Banks with the hope of finding the lost settlers. These rescue missions continued until 1709 and were led by many different people, one of them being explorer John Smith. 
Each explorer would meet with the native tribes in the area, but none of them could find any trace of the settlers. The lost colony of Roanoke certainly wouldn't have been the phenomenon that it was if it weren't for the fact that all 115 people were never found and neither were their bodies. No gravesites, no bones, nothing. Essentially, 115 people disappeared without a trace. Many historians, teachers, and basically everyone in the U.S. has at one point theorized what has happened to the colony. Fun fact, both Arvin and I literally had to write an essay on what we think happened at Roanoke in the fourth grade. Despite so much interest in the topic, we still have no idea what exactly happened to the settlers, and that's what makes this case one of the most famous unsolved cases of all time. Okay, so I'm sure a lot of you have heard about the Roanoke Colony before, and like Yeshvi and I might have speculated about what happened. I'm also sure that fourth grade Yeshvi would have come up with all sorts of interesting theories. <laughs> And you'll probably be seeing some of them when she starts her part. I, on the other hand, have some theories that actually make sense, as, of course, they don't include anything paranormal or supernatural in any sense. From an article by Sarah Cascone on November 6, 2020. I'll be reading directly from this article. There are many theories about what became of Roanoke, none of which are particularly pleasant. Historians have posited that the colonists were killed off by Native Americans or hostile Spaniards, or that they died off due to disease or famine, or were victims of a deadly storm. But researchers uncovered a new lead in 2012 while examining a map at the British Museum in London that White had painted of the Elizabethan-era United States, titled La Virginia Pars, hidden in visible ink, presumably to guard information about the colonies from the Spanish, with the outlines of two forts, one 50 miles west of Roanoke, the same distance away that the colonists had told White they planned to move, according to his writings. The first colony foundation's team of archaeologists, led by Nick Lucchetti, set out to investigate the site in Birdie County, North Carolina, in 2015. Presumably, the possible settlement was close to a Native American village called, mind my pronunciation, Metaquem, typical of early European settlements. There was no sign of a fort, but just outside the village wall, the archaeologists found two dozen shards of English pottery at what's been dubbed Site X. Ground-penetrating radar revealed that another possible dig site was two miles away. The search continued in December 2019 at what's been dubbed Site Y, yielding many more fragments of ceramics from different parts of Europe. The fragments, which come from vessels used for food preparation and storage, suggest the presence of long-term residents. Quote, What has been found so far at Site Y in Birdie County appears to me to solve one of the greatest mysteries in early American history, the Odyssey of the Lost Colony, end quote. William M. Kelzo, Emeritus Director of Archaeology and Research at Jamestown Rediscovery, said in a statement, Although the experts haven't ruled out the possibility that the artifacts may have been left behind by colonists from Jamestown, founded in 1607, Lachetti is confident that, that his find is evidence of a group of relocated Roanoke colonists. Notable is a lack of English pipes, which were ob- ubiquitous among Jamestown settlers, suggesting the ceramics date from an earlier period. Quote, we are very confident these excavations are linked to the Roanoke colonies. We've considered all other reasonable possibilities and can find nothing else that fits the evidence, end quote. A First Colony Foundation representative told Artit News in an email, the, quote, the excavations began to reveal where the colonists went to live and how they tried to survive in the new world, end quote. Another theory about the colony is that the settlers moved to Croatan, hence the apparently not-so-cryptic note. Quote, Bertie was in the heart of enemy territory, end quote. St- Scott Dowson co-founder of the Croatan Archaeological Society, told the Virginian pilot, quote, is the last place they would go. 
the colony literally wrote down they relocated to Croatan, end quote. Earlier this year, Dawson published a book, The Lost Colony in Hatteras Island, detailing the findings of society's 10 years of excavations at Hatteras Island, led by Mark Horton, an archaeologist at the University of Bristol in England. Quote, basically, the historical evidence says Hatteras is where they went, Horton told the New York Times in September. He's preparing a peer-reviewed study presenting his findings on the island, which include a rapier-hilt 16th century gun hardware and a slate writing tape tablet fragment. Of course, both recent archaeologists' finds could be, the fi- could be the evidence of Roanoke's fate. Possibly, said Jamestown Rediscovery President and First Colony Board Member James Horn in a statement. Quote, a, group of, a small group went to Croton Island in the fall or winter of 1587 to wait for John White to return, while the remainder moved inland, end quote. This is how the article concludes. But the further history, we can turn our attention to Jeff Hampton's article on the Virginian Pilot newspaper dated August 17, 2020. I'll be reading directly from the article. The English colonists who settled the so-called lost colony before disappearing from history simply went to live with their native friends, the Croatans of Hatteras, according to a new book. Quote, they were never lost, end quote, said Scott Dawson, who has researched records and dug up artifacts where colonists lived with the Indians in the 16th century. It was made up. The mystery is over. Dawson has written a book published in June that details his research called The Lost Colony in Hatteras Island. It echoes many of the sediments he has voiced for years. A team of archaeologists, historians, botanists, geologists, and others have conducted digs on small parts in Buxton and Frisco for 11 years. Dawson and his wife, Maggie, formed the Croton Archaeological Society where the digs began. Mark Horton, a professor and archaeologist from England's University in Bristol, leads the project. Henry Wright, professor of anthropology at the University of Michigan, is an expert on Native history. Teams have found thousands of artifacts four to six feet below the surface that show a mix of English and Indian life. Parts of swords and guns are the same layer of soil as Indian pottery and arrowheads. The excavated earth looks like a layer cake as the centuries passed. Quote, in the spot the size of two parking lots, we could find 10,000 pieces, end quote. Pieces found during the project are on display in the community building in Hodder's Village. The rest are in storage. Dawson's book draws from the research from the original writings of John White, Thomas Harriet, and others. Many of their writings were compiled at the time by English historian Richard Hackliut. Records from Jamestown also helped Dawson understand more about the tribe's political structure. The evidence shows that the colony left Roanoke Island with the friendly Croatians to settle on Hatteras Island. They thrived, ate well, and had mixed families and endured for generations. More than a century later, explorer John Lawson found natives with blue eyes who recounted they had ancestors who could, quote, speak out of a book, end quote, Lawson wrote. The two cultures adapted English earrings into fish hooks and gun barrels into sharp-ended tubes to tap tar from trees. The article goes on to describe some of the specific artifacts archaeologists found. Overall, there are two major theories full of countless evidence from many archaeological digs and historical evidence, as well as new DNA testing and more. Not to mention the many sub-theories that could arise from these, as in the Indian tribe killing most of the settlers and keeping a few alive, or disease and famine, or even storms. They have a lot of evidence behind them, which Yeshi's supernatural theories probably won't, so it's fairly obvious which is true here. (laughs) But... Before I turn it to Yeshvi, I want to talk about our theme for the season, as this is the finale, and I feel like no episode could capture the theme as well as this one. After all, like I said in the beginning of my part, so many people speculate about what could have happened, as if those people exceptionally believed in the paranormal from everything we've seen this season, they could definitely create it. For example, seeing some shape in the sky and assuming UFOs when it was just a trick of the weather or their eye, or about the word croton scribbled into a tree connecting to something malevolent. Both cases are just people imagining and almost bringing the paranormal into reality. 
It mixes both together and creates confusion about what's correct. Therefore, even with all the evidence showing what really happened, people still imagine paranormal theories. And that sense of the paranormal begins to spill over into their lives, causing chaos, as we've seen from the episodes this season. And before we get into Yeshvi's part, here's a quick message about our sponsors. All right, guys, my time to talk now. Arvin, you you said some things. You threw some shade. I see that. But to all of my supernatural believers out there, don't worry. I got you guys. I got some cool things I'm talking about today. We have a couple supernatural theories. I'm going to start by telling you the more weaker and far-fetched ones. And remember that fourth grade essay I was telling you guys about? Well, all of my five paragraphs were actually on a supernatural theory. So I'm having kind of a full circle moment right now and I'm living for it. Anyways, let's get on to my theories. Okay, the first one, who, you know, you, if you're standing up, you better sit down. And it's about alien abductions. Now, some people believe that aliens were the cause for why the colonists disappeared, possibly explaining why no bodies or remains were found. There's not really much to say about this theory other than the fact that actually a ton of people believe aliens are responsible. Some of them believe that, you know, maybe a UFO hovered over them and like took them up into it, something like you almost see in a movie. I just, I'm trying to tell you all the theories, guys. And for the next one, just bear with me. I told you we were going to start with the more unusual ones. Patience to everyone, especially you, Arvind. Just listen. The next theory is that the colony of Roanoke disappeared Due to a zombie plague. Okay, wait, Yeshvi. I know you said. <laughs> wait. I, I know wait, you wait. said you were starting with the farthest one, but come on, come on. Just wait. A researcher named Andre Freeman from the Zombie Research Society believes that zombies were the cause of the disappearance. He says that since Roanoke was an island, it would be hard to contain the infection and it would quickly turn all of the people into zombies. Harvard archaeologist Lauren claims he actually discovered evidence that would show that the colonists resorted to cannibalism. So instead of zombies, they were just normal settlers who turned to, who turned, you know, to eating each other, or they turned to eating each other because of the zombie infection. Now, now, what are the uh, evidence left behind after a zombie infection? (laughs) Well, technically, there wouldn't be. Well, Armin, this is not the arguing part yet. This is not the arguing part. Yes, I'm sorry. I just had to. I have to. Yeah, yeah, you just have to. Anyway, <laughs> we're moving on. After talking about aliens and zombies, let's move on to something a little bit more familiar, and that is witchcraft. Now, I said I don't believe in witches in our Salem episode, which ironically is the one we started the season off with, but that was in the context of Salem, Massachusetts, and this is Roanoke, a totally different place. So there's two theories involving witchcraft. The first is that the Croatoan executed the colonists under the claim that they were witches. The Croatoans and other Native American tribes are known for telling stories of witches who live in the North Carolina woods. These witches would use black magic to hurt other people. This could possibly explain why the Croatoan accused the English of being witches, since the men bought since the men brought disease to the land that the Croatoans had no immunity against. The other theory is that the colonists were victims of the said North Carolina witches who lived in the woods. Wait, wait, yes, wait. Mm-hmm. Your first theory is. I know, again, this isn't the arguing part, but your first theory is just that the Indians killed Did them. I it talk really... this much? Did I talk this much during your part? No. Just wait. Just okay. Patience. Okay. 
<laughs> it's already starting, guys. Now, these next theories are strongly believed by the Native American populations of the world, and most of them revolve around Native American spirits. Native Americans believe in a spirit called a Wendigo, and it actually is a beast that many people believe in, and of course, supernatural hunters have tried to find a Wendigo. The tale says that the Wendigo was once a lost hunter who turned to cannibalism after a brutally cold winter. After eating the person, he turned into a beast, forever set to roam the forest for more people to eat. The Wendigo supposedly looks like a skeleton with skin pulled tightly over its bones and giant horns coming from its head. After the Roanoke people started resorting to cannibalism, they all turned into Wendigos and were forced to roam the woods. Another spirit believed by the Croatoans is one that has the power to absorb humans into the earth. If colonists were abusing the land or resources, the spirit would get angry and absorb the people in the land, possibly explaining why no bodies were found. The last spirit the Croatoans believe in is the reptilian devil of the woods. This is an evil spirit that makes people get violent and paranoid. The Croatoan believed that the reptilian spirit possessed the settlers and made them turn on each other when white left. Now let's think about those couple of words. Something that can turn somebody violent and paranoid and something that can possess settlers. Kind of sounds like something else we know. We'll talk about that later. The last one isn't exactly a theory, but something very odd involving the word Croatoan that I think needs to be talked about and could be something that we need to pay more attention to. Now, we know that the word Croatoan was found carved onto a fence post in Roanoke, but there's actually more to that word. Possibly one of the most famous writers and poets of all time, Edgar Allan Poe, had a very bizarre death that is also considered an unsolved mystery. However, right before he died, in his final state of delirium, one of his last words was Croatoan. No one knows the cause of Poe's death, and his medical records and death certificate are all lost. In 1888, the stagecoach robber Black Bart carved Croatoan in the wall of his cell before he was released from prison. Then he seemingly fell off the face of the earth since no one saw him or heard from him again. In 1913, famous war writer Ambrose Bierce went missing in Mexico after staying in a bed that had Croatoan carved onto one of the posts. The entire crew on the ship Carol A. Deering went missing after it crashed on Cape Hatteras near Croatoan Island. The word was written in the last page of the lodgebook of the ship. It happened in 1921. Finally, Croatone was found in Amelia Earhart's journal after she disappeared in 1937. Now, I acknowledge that not all of these theories are winners, okay? I know that. But what I am saying is for a colony of 115 people to totally disappear, no bones, no flesh, no blood things, nothing to be found, cannot just have something that's super rational to explain it. I think there was something weird that was going on. And with that, let's turn on to the point where me and Arvind really go at it. It's the finale-ish, guys. Let's, let's get heated, Arvind. Finally, for the first time in two seasons, it's my turn to start off the arguing. And <laughs> it is! I was dying to start this off, so let's start with um, the first two theories, Yeshri. The zombie plague and the alien abduction. Yeah, before I say anything, do you do you want to say anything about that? I do want I do want to say something. I well there is a couple of things I want to say. First of the thing first thing I wanted to say was um I don't know if you guys as our listeners know this, but me and Arvin don't talk about our research before these episodes. Like yeah. we do our own research. Like I don't even know what his case is most of the time until we start, you know, recording. He doesn't know what mine are sometimes until we start recording. So everything that we said kind of came as a shock i understand how zombie play came as a shock um so yes arvind i do have a couple things i like to say first of all if you believe that an alien abduction or zombie plague 
caused the disappearance of the Roanoke colony. I do not judge you. Arvind might, but I do not judge you. Um, okay. Look, man. I just want to give people all the facts. These are two supernatural theories. I just had to put them out there. Okay, okay. Let me go through them uh, in depth. <laughs> Alien abductions. There's, there's no evidence yet. Really. <laughs> well, okay. Mm. Like, um, even in your part, you have nothing supporting it. <laughs> no, because I have nothing supporting it for Roanoke. If you're talking about aliens okay, in okay, general... Okay, no, no, no. We're talking about another, Roanoke here. Yeah, that's another so episode. That, no, but, this is a question I'm posing yeah, to the, to the have, listeners. I, I, I'm gonna Can you consider right something there. a theory if there isn't supporting evidence? No, I'm, not, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying I personally support the alien abduction theory. Okay, I'm just okay. saying this is something in the world. Okay. So and then the zombie plague theory zo- number two. Zombie plague. <laughs> zombie okay. plague part two. Um, normal settlers who turned to eating each other, so cannibalism. Yeah. I'm sure there would have been some evidence of that, and there would have been at least one survivor, right? Of cannibalism? Unless he unless he um, killed himself after realizing he just ate his, you know, friends, family, something. I do have to tell you, though, the Zombie Research Society is quite interesting. <laughs> they, um, it really is almost a culture. Um, I was, I was, I was browsing around on their website the other day. They have, they have their own podcast. They have a whole section on survival against zombies. Okay, yeah. So then, okay, then moving to the to the first theory about how which well zombies. Oh, zombies. Okay. Yeah, the first part of the zombie plague theory, but again, yes. Oh, the evidence. disease, the infection of zombies. Yeah. Is that what we are referring to? Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I don't know much about zombies, so I don't know if how one turns into a zombie, because the extent of my knowledge, right, is like you become a zombie because another zombie bites you. But how did that first zombie become a zombie? I don't know. I know it's fair. If anyone's from the Zombie Research Society, you yeah, know. please leave us a message. You can come on an episode. We'd love to talk to you. <laughs> but um, I, I this is kind of exciting, guys, because the first time Arvin is going through my things instead of me going through Arvin's, this is great. I now I know how he feels. <laughs> All right, then time to move down the list again to the witches. <gasps> witches. So witchcraft. you have renounced witchcraft before in our Salem episode. As in say, Salem, witchcraft does not I exist. I said it in the context of Salem. I didn't think they were witches, but this is Roanoke, a totally different place. So in the context of North Carolina, are there witches running around North Carolina, Yeshri? Are there witches running around the woods of North Carolina? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there could be. I'm just saying, this is a tr- these are, there are many tribes. There have been many tribes in the um, North Carolina, Southern Virginia parts that have told many a tale could have possibly and arvin hates it when i say this manifested some negative energy into existence (sighs) okay yes and then uh to your first theory of the part which is yes claiming that the colonists i do understand the double-edged sword that it is in the way yeah Um, more like a double-edged sword with like with like cotton balls on both sides to like blunt it out um, because were the Englishmen witches 
probably not. That's that's what I'm thinking. They probably weren't witches. And I, I'm just saying, though, if the Native American tribes were to kill these people, which I think is also one of your theories, if I'm not wrong. It is. Um, it is, yes. Um, if they were to kill them, right, there'd be something. There'd be bones. There'd be, like, flesh parts or, like, teeth or something. Who knows what they could have done with the bodies, you know? Because if they, like, if, if you, let's say your theory is true that they thought they were witches or they thought there was something wrong with the Englishmen mm-hmm. because of the disease they were bringing, they're more likely to burn the entirety of the bodies to get rid of that. But then there's ashes. Do you really think someone's going to find ashes from that many years ago that could have been spread well, all over? Not assume it was from just a campfire or something. That's a good point. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, though. Like, okay, so they burned 115 people? I mean, there's a good chance they could have. Yeah, if they all had disease on them, why wouldn't they? Maybe well, they floated a couple thing, down right? the river or had, something. If they had disease, so the English... Okay, because it goes both ways, right? So the Englishmen give disease to the natives, but the natives could have also given disease to the Englishmen. They both have never been exposed to each other. So Englishmen are dying from disease, from possible murder, and then maybe from something else? Could be, yeah. Disease and famine was also uh, two of from my thing is, right? So let's say, like, you, let's say you're, let's say two colonists escaped the uh, natives if they were holding them hostage for thinking they're witches. And then when they're out, you know, in the woods or whatever, they both get sick or they both starve to death. That's a body. How did they? That's a body. That's a whole body that's left there. I just think it's bold to think that all 115 people were, were all killed in a way that nothing of, their, of them could be found. That's a fair point, which is why, like, um, I think I said it earlier, they might have killed those who were actually diseased, and, like, the rest of them, they might have included them in the tribe, because maybe they were more but diplomatic. But the reason, the reason I don't want to go with the tribe assimilation theory so quickly is because they had such bad relations with each other. The Croatoan tribe, Croatoan tribe and Ralph Lane's colony were terrible to each other and then they like uh, specifically because somebody in lane's colony um had was on good relations with their chief but then their chief died and so it caused a lot of problems there's a lot of stuff you can really unpack in lane's colony that caused these native americans to hate them so much i just don't think they would be so quick to accept them into their family okay but let's say this so the of the 115 or whatever english colony uh English colony, they all come, the Native Americans see them, they start, you know, killing them, burning them, whatever, because they see this, and a bunch of Native Americans get diseased. So these 20 Englishmen are like, hey, we know the cure for it, it's literally right here, if we, you know, go grab it, we can treat your people. They do that, the Natives won't be as pissed at them as they were. But the thing about these Englishmen were, they were very prejudiced against the Native Americans, so it's not like they Well, if your life is on the line, then you're more likely to do something that'll get it off the line. Um, not unless you're a 15th century century Englishman who has been Well, none of us can make that call. Right, none of us can make that call. That's why I picked, that's why I wanted this to be our finale episode, because there's so much It's too mysterious, even with our evidence. But, um, 
well, I know we still have the two other spirits to get to before this, but I want to I wanna make sure we, te- we definitely talk about the reptilian devil of the woods that the crow tome believe in. Um, did, you, did you get what I was hinting at, Arvin, with possession and violence and paranoia? Yeah, yes, I did. Would you like to say it? No, Yeshvi, you say it. Okay, I'll say it anyway. Um, if you guys listened to our last episode on the Dybbuk box, which I hope you did, I made a point there about how every religion has some has something they consider to be a demon. Um, and because every religion is different, every religion has a different word for it. Like I said in our last episode, most of the episodes we covered involved Christian or Catholic people. So the word demon was, you know, the term for a malevolent spirit. Um, but in this case, I'm thinking these Croatoans are calling it the reptilian devil of the woods because it sounds an awful lot like demon possession, something that gets you all paranoid because as we all know, there are four stages to possession and sounds like they went through each of them. I'm just saying. I don't know, Yeshi. With that logic, you could also connect it to the chupacabra. Like... (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard... I haven't heard that word in so long. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, right? Because four four degrees of possession, one infestation, so the weird sounds, two oppression, physical attacks, three obsession, um, paranoia, right? And then finally possession. So I feel like all of those things happen. Like we don't really know about infestation because, you know, what's the most primary source you can get for the 15th century? But like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, maybe they are they're going through a lot. A lot of bad things are happening. They have a lot of negative energy. Demon gets created. Or or new new take. Maybe these Native Americans really didn't like the Englishmen and they forced their negative energy onto them. These people have no spiritual protection. That's a pretty interesting theory. That's a that's an interesting theory. Of course, um, it assumes a lot of things have to be true for that, but it's interesting nonetheless. A lot of a lot of I think Roanoke is assuming. I think yeah. that's what happens, right? When you cover the older the case, the more you assume. Right. right? Like, like even we, for the we witches, we had to assume a good amount. Right. And yet on the flip side, we didn't assume that much in the conjuring part three. Exactly. Because it happened more recently. Um, but I wanna I wanna make sure we also talk about the word Croatoan really quick. What do you think yeah. about that? Okay, so that is actually super interesting. The fact that so all weird. of them had it written. I don't know if you can like fully connect that to something because I don't know. Maybe back then Croto and had a different meaning that hasn't been carried on. Obviously, since these things are so spread through time, even though I just said that, it doesn't seem likely to me because of how spread out they are. And the mysteries between behind all these people are pretty cool. Like no one really knows how Poe did die. Same with uh, obviously Amelia Earhart. Right. Um, it just it's it's something very weird, right? Because Croatoan is that I think in its most original form the name of Amer of an of a Native American tribe. Like I think that's most the most original form of the word. If I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. Um so that's that's the meaning of the word. It's not like it's got some bad connotation to it, but yet yeah, so many very big people, also ironically, two very big horror writers, Poe and Bierce. Um, have have some kind of correlation to them. I also like. I also think that the people are very interesting, right? We have two writers. We have a robber, 
we have a crew of a ship, and then we have um, a world famous um, pilot, right? What is the okay? Wait, before them? we continue, I just want to say I did do some research about um, the meaning behind Croatoan, and uh-huh. um, ethnologists and anthropologists believe that the word Croatoan may be a combination of two Algonquian words meaning talk town or council town. Okay. So still nothing to do. Still, yeah, with, it still has a with, lot of mystery surrounding negative. it. Right. It's a, it's a, it's very weird though because it's not like any of them like except for Crow, but Crow, I meant Poe. Poe, we have a body. Like he doesn't disappear. Like right. He's just but then he has like a weird death where nobody really knows how he died. But like everybody else basically falls off. So actually about Poe, wasn't he the one who disappeared for like a week or something before he died? Yeah, 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 that was him. It was, like, people, I think, thought he was, like, super alcoholed up or he was super drugged up. And um, he did. He just, <laughs> that's something I didn't actually connect until now. He disappeared for a week. And then I think a couple days later, he died. And Croatoan is one of his last words. That's so, that's so bizarre. Yeah, it's so mysterious, actually, the word Croatoan. It is. It's, like... Like, you want to look more into it, but at the same time, how do you look more into it? Right. It's a word. It's a very powerful word. But yeah, um, it was him. It's a very interesting tale. Um, I I like my devil theory. I'm just going to say. I like my I like my negative energy creating demon slash reptilian devil of the woods thing. Arvin. Well, yes, we, we'll see if the chubacabra shows up next. Maybe oh next we'll get the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Next episode, Arvin and I go hunting for Sasquatch. <laughs> Tune in to find it. Um, but yes, I would like to talk, Arvin, to you about the, uh, what's his name? Lawson, I believe it was, meeting natives with blue eyes. Yeah. That is something very interesting because I know in Jamestown, um, uh, I guess assimilated with Native American tribes. I know that happened for sure in Jamestown because I remember I read about it like last year when I was studying about Jamestown. And Jamestown is um 1506. Yes, I believe so. Um, However, the uh, location where the Croton settled was Hatteras Island and that's where those blue-eyed people were found and Jamestown is way too far. You don't think they could have migrated? Not that far. I mean, we know pretty much the entire like settlement journey of the jamestown colony right there's no mystery surrounding them yeah oh and if you listeners didn't know me and arvind and i actually live um relatively close to roanoke about a four to five hour drive so yeah if you ever want us to go ghost hunting there let us know (laughs) but um i don't know i think i think a lot of people who traveled to the U.S. in the very, very early stages assimilated with uh, Native Americans. I think a lot of Englishmen did. I think a lot of Spaniards did because, right, those are the two main people at this time in the 1500s who are doing it. I just think that, like, a lot of other explorers have seen people with with Native Americans with blue eyes. I I don't know if it's only the Roanoke colony, some of the Roanoke, maybe the other ones did get possessed by the devil. Who's, Who's your exorcist, right? I doubt they brought an exorcist in with their group of 115 colonists that's fair but i mean actually they were pretty superstitious uh superstitious 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 ah yes there we go (laughs) yeah 
Well, here's the here. They're English, so I'm assuming most. I I originally were like, oh, most of them should be Catholic, right, or Christian, something, because that's what English really was. But if you think about early U.S. history, you know, to the people out there who live in the U.S. or maybe don't live in the U.S., a lot of the people who came here were people who were trying to avoid, you know, religious persecution or something revolving their religion. A lot of them were people who didn't want to be Christian or Catholic, and so they came here. So, you know, once again, right, so much is not known. It's that we don't know what religion these people were. We don't know what kind of protection they took with them because, like, everything is gone. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. A very strange case indeed. Right. We hope you enjoyed this first episode of our new American Horror Story segment. Our next one will be released on October 29th in honor of my favorite holiday, Halloween. We would love to see what you think we're going to cover for our next episode. So leave us a message on our anchor.fm website or on our social media at Behind the Story with a period between the I and N for Instagram and an underscore between the I and N for Twitter. In the bio of our social medias, you will find a link to our website where you can submit your very own paranormal story to us or you can sign up for our mailing list. And while this isn't the official end of season two, we would like to thank everyone who listened and supported our episodes, not only this season, but since we started this podcast. We've reached gold that we never imagined we'd get so soon, and it really is all thanks to you guys. Really, thank you guys so much for supporting our journey, and of course, always siding with me to prove that the paranormal does exist and Arvind is wrong. Really, Ashri, you're going to end this off with a lie? It's not a lie! Anyways, thank you. We hope to see you for our next episode, and remember... There's always more to uncover behind the story. See you next time.